Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming and on today's episode we're going to talk about what Walmart's been doing with taking down their posters and their signage that involve some of their more violent games due to recent tragedies that they've had within their stores. We're also going to take a look at what happens when YouTube channels reveal a little too much in the terms of leakage and spoilers that involve games and a certain YouTuber that bit off maybe a little more than he could chew. But more importantly guys, we are giving away a Nintendo Switch Lite. All the details are going to come at the end of the video, so make sure you hang in there, watch the video, and find out how you can enter for your chance to win. But as always guys, there's all that and more, so if you want to hang out, grab yourself a beer, and let's talk games. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. This is episode 16. My name is Craig Prowse and joining me as always is Andrew Montemayor. Now guys, before we get into the issue, there have been some recent tragedies that happened in El Paso and Dayton that involved some shootings. So before we get started, we just want to let anyone know that was affected by that, that you have our thoughts, our prayers, our condolences. Uh, we don't like starting an episode or basing any of our you know information on a tragedy. So it's sad, but I mean, you got to say something and not just ignore it and sweep it under the rug. So. Right. So before we go on, guys, um, again, we have a couple links that are in the description. If you guys feel you want to help out, donate to any of these causes, the links are down below. Um, help these guys out. So with all that being said, we're going to move on to our first topic of the day. Now, like the intro says, guys, Walmart has kind of been reacting to some of these mass shootings that have happened recently. What the big thing they've done has been to recently remove all signage, all posters. Um, as recently, there was a kind of a hiccup where they removed all the games of violent games, anything that had kind of violent action, um, gun, their hunting videos, yeah, yeah, their games. Andrew, you're seeing this initial thoughts based on what's happened. Um, I think it's a little much. I mean, not to offend anyone out there, I'm sure that it is affected by it that maybe feels that maybe that is helping but i don't think that video games are the problem or the cause and i think it's a little bit uh, weird to you're gonna take down all these things even like apex which uses like you know these guns that look far from real they're very fake but you're still gonna sell real very very real guns in your store yeah what's kind of been rubbing people the wrong way and i guess we'll just put it out on the table is and Andrew and I aren't trying to make this show a, a political platform at all, but most gamers kind of feel that this is rubbing them the wrong way because um, political and government are using this past thing to try to shut down this thing, these last past mass murderers that are happening, and they're pointing the finger kind of at games, right? And this is kind of Walmart's PR reaction to it, and I don't necessarily know if it's the right move, but like Andrew says, you know, it's not a discredit to anyone that took that in Solomon actually appreciated it so it's it's i see a lot of other channels kind of knocking it instantly but the more i've kind of had time to reflect on it I, it's it's not a horrible idea it's just i don't think it's, it's not the right one right yeah i i don't think so and I, again i think there's more that you could do one if you're gonna take a stance like that then i don't see why you wouldn't even if you don't have the real guns Put like a a picture of the gun out there, or something like that, that someone could look at instead of having this whole display case of what you're actually using to commit these atrocities. Versus, you know, a game that some people that's it, just fun. Others, you know, just to escape, you know, everyday stress, life, whatever. Yeah, it's odd to think, especially because there's no, I don't think there's any hard science that backs any of this up with people pointing fingers at video games that cause violence um we me and andrew were talking about earlier this is just essential and you'll hear it on other channels too it's a rehash of what they did back in like the 90s with you know blaming games for violence and it's the, just it's uh, the it, same way they blame yeah. yeah i mean there's tons of graphic movies that aren't being blamed for anything there's tons you know it's like when people blame uh, what is it the catcher in the rye for why the guy shot like john lennon or something blaming right. a book for shooting somebody just because some one person you know ruined whatever and i don't i i again we haven't done like extensive research into these people because i don't want to give them the attention that they're obviously seeking but i don't remember it's not like they were dressed up like anyone from call of duty or carrying the, a, a big sign that says call of duty number one or anything so there's nothing that's linking it other than a weapon which can you know be bought from the store in the first place you know if anything that's more damning than you know the video games that are over in the other aisle 
that are also locked behind glass. You can't grab them yourselves. Yeah, so I, I kind of wanted to tear it from kind of how most other videos are looking at it. A lot of other videos are kind of looking at it going, hey, well, that doesn't make sense because they're still selling guns and, you know, that's a whole different argument. The question I just kind of want to tackle with Andrew is, is this is this the right move at all? Should any store be doing this? Is this something we should be fearful of more stores joining on and removing these, these you know, violent games? Is it something, is GameStop going to be, you know, because they had to stop doing their tournaments. They had to stop doing um, anything that promoted it inside of Walmart. So, yeah. I mean, it's a domino effect. If one, you know, if the, one of the biggest selling companies of games does that, who, you know, who's next to do that? And because one of their statements were, um, oh boy, do I have it right in front of me? Um, Let's see, we've taken this action out of respect for the incidents of the past week, and this action does not reflect any long-term change in our video game assortment. That was by Tara Howell. She's a Walmart spokesperson. So, again, what does that mean? Any long-term? So, is this a temporary fix? Was this? I looked at it as it was the quickest and cheapest way for them to do something. I think maybe just to make a statement, but I mean, the games are already rated, so I don't understand what taking the product off the shelf is really doing because I don't think it says anything in there about selling them just because they took it off the shelf. I could easily walk up and say just the same thing. You know, can I get a call of duty? The fact that it's there on the thing, I don't really think makes a difference except for now. I think that it's sold out versus whatever, but then again, not every store is doing that. I don't think that I, I guess it, I, I again, it doesn't help. And again, we're not trying to be political or blame anyone right. or say anything because Again, I might be able to say that this this is wrong, but I don't have a proper solution for how it should be done, and I, I you know that's why we don't want to get into that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it taking is down it did happen. I, this is happening. It, it I don't think it hurts anyone that a sign with like a soldier holding a gun or something like that is taken down that says Call of Duty where it's known for fighting. If it's just a sign that just says Modern Warfare, I don't think that really propagates anything like that. So I mean, it, if anything, I look at it, I guess, as more of kind of like. If it's only the signage, I just take that as a, a gesture. But if you're going to start taking down whole rows of games and monitor what you will and won't sell, that's a different step that I think is going a little far. But, I mean, then again, if they're if they're not going to sell that sort of stuff, because, again, I find it is just a game, I'll just go to GameStop. And if anything, that's a good look for a game. A good look, bad look. Oh, GameStop's the one selling the Valiant video games. But then again... Sega's Mortal Kombat was, sold better because it had the better yeah, blood. I was so. just gonna say that you know, it's 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 bad publicity, but publicity is publicity, I guess. And it's just it's because the people that are looking at it is and you know they they were taking down more than just video game stuff, which again, like Andrew's saying, it's it's something. It's it's you know they're doing something that kind of contains the situation. My fear is just that are more stores gonna do that? You know, is it just Walmart or will a Target buckle or will a you know? GameStop eventually do it, and I my, I hope not. I mean, I wouldn't see them doing that because I think this is just kind of, I, I I think they didn't know what to do. I mean, because that's the thing, it happened in their store, so they had to do something, right? I don't think they had to really do anything, no, in a way because it's not like those signs like propagate those things. You know, those things. You know, when they have the 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 signage and stuff like that out generally it's not like people gunning each other down or anything anyways it's just someone standing there or maybe a soldier or something like that but then again it's never a soldier attacking civilians it's a soldier it's it's as far as anyone can tell the guy holding the gun like that is no different than a picture of the marine up front where it says like you know join the marines or anything and they stand there the salute with the you know rifle next to them to me, that's almost like the same imagery. You know, it's just someone saying there with with a gun. It doesn't, you know, I don't think it's advocating anything. Right. I mean, I mean if anything, like I said, it's it's a kind gesture, I guess, on their part for having a massacre happen in one of their stores. But whether or not it's the right thing, I I personally don't think so. Right. And, but that's well, my opinion. And the reason I guess it's kind of you know brought up in more of the gaming community outside of you know they're they're saying they're blaming the bots on the gaming is there was a small like hiccup where. So they had this memo that pretty much told them what they need to take down, what they need to do. But some people, some stores interpreted it as stop selling the actual games, right? Yeah, and some of was... them were taking it down, and the only things you could see left on the shelf were like, I, I'll, we'll see if we can put the picture yeah. up. But I mean, it's just like FIFA, Mario Kart. Yeah, and, and they look barren, and uh, it just with that done, it just kind of made because I was telling Andrew, I'm like, 
Well, that's kind of crazy then if there's that many games. Not crazy, it's just it's revealing how many games actually fit that stereo or not stereo, that that genre of what they actually needed to remove in terms of violence or third person shooters. It it left their whole cabinet bare, and I thought that was kind of interesting because those are the best sellers right now. Right, and even still, it takes down some of the other like they. I didn't even see like a copy of like like Plants vs Zombies or something, which you know it's not even human. Yeah, even uh, Yeah, you know, just any little thing. Like, what is the standards on that? On what is and isn't going to be allowed again? You know, it's all kind of just a. A quick spur of the moment, let's just do this just for now, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Again, the bigger thing that's just upsetting is that instead of taking down the thing, you know, taking down the actual things that are doing it, maybe putting on a statement or announcing better checks for something like that, most people are just pointing the fingers at video games. Video games are to blame. We're going to be harder on video games now, whereas, you know, know, the the big thing everyone's saying, yeah, Every country in the world has video games. Japan, huge for video games. America's the only one with a shooting problem. Yeah, so like we said earlier, there's no evidence or science that supports that video games do that. I mean, is it possible? And sure, because that's probably what they are going to want you to think. But there's nothing that shows that. You know, There's nothing that, that, that figuratively and definitively shows that gamings are a cause for any of this. So... Again, guys, if, if you're more interested in, like, a political view on it, there's tons of other stuff you can go watch. Yeah, that's not going to We be just us. figured we needed to touch on it because, A, it's happening, and, B, it's tragic when that's a news story. And, unfortunately, this time around, it is. Um, you got to find a scapegoat that is some people's passions, you know? Yeah, and it sucks when it, when it hits the video game community because we are a strong community. We are, um, you know, we're a voice that likes to be heard, and, unfortunately, we're the scapegoat when it comes to things like that so uh, is there anything else you really wanted to get in on it or no i mean if you guys want to know anything else about that stuff again go there's tons of other channels there's tons of other things i mean it it's got its attention everywhere and unfortunately we're not the most informed about it yeah we don't want to put i mean again not too much on it but we did want to bring it to anyone's attention that was unaware of it that happened and um so let's move on andrew which again, not I mean, it's not really too much on a brighter note. Um, Sup Motto is a YouTuber who recently got private investigators walked up to his door um, to talk. So, essentially, this YouTuber is a big Borderlands fan, right? He's kind of he has right. He, has he runs all a Borderlands channel, and he he does very well. And recently, he's gotten trouble for uh, revealing too much, I guess. So, Take Two and Two K Games had some private investigators come to his house. And question them. Uh, walk me through a little bit about what happened with that. I mean, they, they say it goes two different ways. So what he did was, I guess he grabbed some screenshots from a Twitch that were a, a Twitch channel. I'm sure if you're gonna if you're gonna run a broadcast as a business, I'm releasing a game. I'm gonna upload something privately just so that way I could do a test run, make sure everything's gonna work before I put it out and I look like an asshole when it doesn't. So what he's saying is that when it was uploaded to the private channel. For whatever reason, from a cell phone or from somewhere else, you were actually able to see it as a public image. So you could take that image, screen grab it, re-upload it to his channel, and then discuss whatever's on there. Whereas if it is a public image that was released, that is something that is fair use. Anyone could use that picture. You could discuss whatever. And they're more upset with the fact that... But they had 180,000 views at the time when it was coming out. Yeah, and they're saying that it was set to private, so there's no way he would have been able to see it that him and whatever within his community would have had to do some weird glitchy things thereby violating Twitch's terms of service, which is illegal, make that image not fair use because it is not distributed yet and they didn't give the authorization for that to be leaked yet. I think what even goes more into it is that when he did do that, he also created a private Discord server that you, ha- yeah. that you had to pay in order, in order to get in and see this information. It's not a lot of money, but now he is making money off of somebody else's information that may or may not have been stolen. Uh, who, who knows where yeah. that's going to go. But. Yeah, because this is all, I mean, so far it's all alleged, right? There's no, I don't think there's any hard fact that says definitively if he did or did not do any of this. His version of the story is these guys walked, These guys came into his property. He was nervous. He was shaky. Um, the part I didn't like, and I apologize if any of you guys are fans of his, was he goes, I, I don't remember some of the conversation I had with these guys. And I'm like, if you're in the most intense situation of your fucking life, 
then I assume you remember every fucking detail of it. Just, I mean, why wouldn't you? So I didn't, I guess, care for that answer. And like Andrew's saying, they were, they were going over what live streaming he was uh, hosting, uh, what code he was getting into, you know, what names he was recognizing off of the off the uh, the feed. But like Andrew was saying, the big thing that got him in trouble was he was hosting private Discord things that did five dollars a pop, and he was giving out the information. So since then. They have uh, deleted, there's been deleted videos. His Discord is currently shut down. I believe his YouTube is shut down to a capacity. And But but Take-Two and 2K are not currently seeking legal... I think um, with an update to the YouTube... Pursuing legal action at him at this particular moment. Yeah, with the update to the YouTube, he's only got one copy strike, whereas before it was seven. So okay, that's why his channel was you, down. Yeah. And so it dropped the rest off. And it may or may not have been because he dropped the videos or they dropped whatever sort of the thing was. I mean, the big kind of takeaway from this thing, too, is what is and is not considered fair use. Like, as a, not like a journalist or someone, or even just someone trying to make a name, if I were to get information tomorrow, let's say on the next um, Resident Evil game or something like that, is that fair for me to, is it fair, is it ethical for me as a person, in my opinion, what, I, I want your opinion on yeah, that, what do you, you think, fair and ethical to leak that ahead of time you know, you're ruining these people's, you may or may not be ruining someone's hard work. There's some, something someone clearly worked hard on. You were not meant to have. They're not ready to talk about it yet. But to make a name for myself, to get my views, to I, I do journalism, if that's what kind of person you are, you, you report on the news. And that's something to report on. Granted, you get it through fair use and not actually stealing it or anything illegal-wise. So, I look at it like this. Andrew and I don't have access to early games. We don't get to go look at it, anything like that. So if you do get something like that, like in movies, there's an embargo to where you aren't able, you legally aren't able to talk about anything. I'm not sure the extent of what the fair use thing does in terms of anyone that does that, you know, that gets access to an early game. But if you're, you know, backdoor hacking it, like uh, allegedly he did, he went to a private server and he got information and now, now he's charging to get yeah, money and then on they it. they data mined it to hell and if back. If so. that's fair, then no, because he, he, you know, he found a, a sneaky way to get money off of doing something that was illegal, allegedly. So that is definitely, uh, you know, you don't do, but at the same time, if, if like you almost kind of answered your own question in my mind, he was doing it to get views. If you're reading a view that says, spoilers on Borderlands 3 and you don't want to do it, unlike someone getting on top of a rooftop and shouting out a spoiler ending of whatever, you've literally got to click it and, and hang in there for the 15 minutes to listen to it. So if you don't want to hear it, then don't click it. And that's the easy escape answer out. But should it be done in the first place? No. I mean, as much as we all like to get early access and early information, what he did, you know, regardless if it was legal or not, I think was just kind of dirt ballish. I don't, I don't like anyone that does, and then get famous on it. I guess because now he's more popular again. Yeah, no, I'm sure he's more popular. He's more now popular than, now than ever, and and I'd like to say that I I wouldn't do something like that if I somehow again, got yeah, information early. Like but that, but, who but then again, in practice, who would I know? You know, chasing that YouTube fame. So yeah. you know, I may just as well turn around and do whatever. So I mean, I guess as long as he realistically, as long as he did it the legal way, then what is I guess yeah, what does it, it what does it matter? You know, because then that's between, just a, that's an opinion. Yeah, there's differences between. If he was online with somebody and I guess other people found something out and he heard it and then reported, hey guys, I heard this as something, that's one thing. But to, I mean, to data mine something and backdoor it to actually, you know, physically get something that was not allowed to the public, that is illegal. And, you know, at that point, are you, are we defending a guy that did something illegally or are we not? Because I went and read a lot of the comments on his videos and because he doesn't mention any of that part, he does his apology. And everyone's just like, you know, I'm so sorry for you, man, blah, 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 blah. But I'm, I'm curious if they knew what Take-Two and 2Ks are actually mad about if they'd be singing the same story. Because that's and, the first thing that came to mind. I'm like, well, hashtag, uh, how do you feel boycott, sorry for uh, Borderlands 3? Yeah. was like one of the big trending hashtags. Yeah, going on around there. So, I mean, I, I'm still going to play the game. I wouldn't boycott them for it. I don't see it as... I think a lot of the story is misconstrued where it's this big company bullying the little guy, and I don't think that's what it is in this case. Yeah. Yet, again, yeah. there's missing information from both sides. Eventually, I'm sure everything will thing I come to a head. Yeah. So what are we missing? Uh, yeah, as, as far as what we can tell with everything that's been given, it doesn't seem to be like another one of those companies. Like 
Nintendo will copy, you know, they'll, they'll give you a copyright strike for doing a Let's Play of a Mario game, yeah, which they should be fair toys, use, yeah. but YouTube will side with them for whatever reason. And I'm curious because I want to. I wonder who stands to gain more negative feedback from it because this guy apparently was the biggest Borderland you know channel that people were watching. So if you get this guy who's now saying I'm boycotting Borderlands Three hashtag don't buy it, and you've got hundred you know hundred however many people it is agreeing with them. Borderlands is now losing that many fans or that many potential day one buyers. And it's one of those things like, all right, you, you, you leak something, but theoretically it, it didn't hurt any of our game souls. Are we willing to turn the other cheek on that to keep you satisfied? Or is it the other way around going, hey guys, do not sue me and I'll continue to make videos that keep your hundreds of thousands of people watching it. I mean, it's... Again, I, what are we missing? I, I don't think they're going to lose any sales from it, but I mean... I, I, I mean, there's it, a lot of people in those comments who are like, I'm joining you, man. No buy, no buy, no buy. It was surprising how many people were saying that. I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah, but we'll see how many people stick to that, though. When exactly, you're, yeah. you're When you're... I can say whatever I want to, but I'm the sub to, like, a million Resident Evil channels to, to where I could talk to you. Like, Fuck Capcom. I'm not buying the next Resident Evil. Let me go and up-sub <laughs> from all 80 channels that I follow because I love Resident Evil more day than one. anything. <laughs> and I I guarantee you'll catch me out there day one. Like, <laughs> yeah, with your uh, with your steel box oh, and with, your yeah. statue. With my trench coat and my fedora trying to fucking hide <laughs> myself. umbrella? Oh. Covering your boob? That was good. I'll you give like you that. that? I'll all give right. you that. That was all good. Right. Right. You know what? I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm glad it's getting a little lighter in here. It's you know very somber move. So. Like this uh, logger. What is these again? Uh, land sharks. Land sharks. Andrew picked out land sharks today, and I'm very impressed. I haven't had one in a while. I think Mad Dog serves them, but I'm not sure. I don't know. With that being said, I don't think there's really too much more to add to that. I yeah, mean, these were kind of quick stories, guys. Just something we wanted to touch on. Again, it's not video game related per se, but, but it does affects. it does affect our community, and it's worth knowing. And at least Andrew and I have a platform. We feel it's at least bringing to your guys' attention if you. Did not already know yeah, about Slow it. video game news week, crazy news week in general is what this one is. So. And I'd love you guys to jump in on the comments. And if you guys have any more news or something we missed or something you guys want to talk about, jump in there because we will conversate with you. Um, yeah, I'm actually really looking in. forward to that because I've never heard of Sup Motto before. But apparently, he's, I mean, I, and I don't like Borderlands. So apparently it's big news. I kind of want to see how that story plays out. Well, until then, let's uh, let's move into a little segment Andrew and I like to call Riff Riff yeah. Riffadelphia. I want you to suffer. That okay. was good though. <laughs> Did you? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> got some points. Zinga. So uh, the first riff I want to do because okay, so I don't know if it came out earlier today or yesterday because when I was reading the story, it said like nine hours ago, but it was in the middle of the afternoon. Um, there were some patents that just came by for Xbox that are showing them enough. Was that on yours? No, I didn't. Okay. I, no, but I, I did read that. They're that. doing, they're kind of, you know, jumping into the handheld spaces. And I'll put up a picture <laughs> now because I, I, I bless you. Thank I you. had a couple, you doing round two? Uh, Do it. I don't think so. Get yeah, it just, in there. Draw with the rest. So essentially what it is, is it's these, they have the actual, you know, the D-pad and they have their XYAB set up and it's supposed to be able to um, snap in on the sides of a cell phone. And from there, you're going to be able to play. Now, it's not clear what exactly you'll be able to play, whether it's going to be uh, mobile cell phone games or you can connect to you know the Xbox Cloud and play games that are connected to your account. But it is showing that it is Wi-Fi capable and it does have um, an audio jack for your headphones and it supports wireless headphones. So... Looking at it, it looked, and I think... Oh, the, the mock-up design? Yeah, I thought it looked yeah, pretty cool. I, think, I forget who did it, but he mocked up like three different uh, color designs. It was like white, black, gray. Um, interesting. I like that 360 gray looking one. Oh, I yeah. yeah. That good. It. Looking at it, I was like, that's sick. And it's just, I'm curious. Late in the game, jumping into a handheld, you know, S kind of, kind of uh, machine. But more importantly, like, this really came out of left field because we're hearing about patents that just crossed the line. Nobody's talked about i don't think so i mean what do you think about that i think it's related it, well of course it's related to the x cloud and if anything I'm, right. I'm, I'm, obviously I'm, the x cloud is moving i'm sold forward. on that i mean it just turns your phone into like a switch except for for xbox but games if, but what if it's only mobile games oh then fuck off See, i don't care saying, though, that, i don't no. think they i mean i'm sure that they're gonna do xbox and that would only make sense but if it is limited to just that i mean and what does something like that cost you're buying two pretty much adapters to connect into that I don't know what it costs, but I'd probably be willing to pay for that sort of convenience. I would probably pay like at least like one one fifty to be able to play my phone on the go because that's the thing is this yeah this yeah. device whatever it is that they're making 
cannot just be limited to one phone. So that's 150 from now until however many years or they release a new version or something like that. Because there's, a, you know, it's not going to be like a normal con. I wouldn't imagine be like a console where after five, six years I got to buy a new one or whatever. You know, this thing should be able to right, wake yeah, up as long with as any phone. Yeah, as long as everything stays in those dimensions, you know, between it, then it should be able to connect. But I also, I forgot what I was reading was that it, it has its own batteries in the in the you know in the connectors, but the machine itself charges your phone, so you don't yeah. have to worry about burning your phone out because it will charge it while it goes. And um, again, none of this is like official; it's just patents that have been recently you know crossed the patent table. So this is something that's in development. Whether I think or not, it's pretty cool. Yeah, whether or not we ever see it, uh, you know, it, that's neither here nor there. But I think it'd be awesome. It's it's a very cool concept. Yeah, I'm no, surprised I, no one else has done that before. I was definitely. Uh, onto that too. And I was reading that earlier, and I just forgot to add it as riff. Though that was a good one. That was a good one. All right. I like the riff. Line. I'll start you with something buy. a little bit different, even though I don't really care too much about it. I just figure it's worth mentioning. Hit me. Is that a ninja? Ninja. Who, ninja. Micro, who we talked about last Rap. week? Rap. Microsoft purchased him exclusively to only switch, uh, only stream on Mixer. A lot of people oh, just thought okay. he was going to fail, not do good, whatever. Just on his yes, first day yes, streaming yeah. on Mixer, broke the record for five hundred thousand. Subscribers. Good for him, man. Within five him. days, he was already over a million subs. What age group do you think is subbing to him? You know, I do think I, that bulk's I'm, I'm sure it's probably people of all ages. Because I mean, when you have Majority. that personality, yeah. And I mean, I've never watched him. I don't know what his personality is. Uh, you know, but I, I know he's a big so, Fortnite, and I know Fortnites are between ten to fifteen year olds. Maybe maybe I, higher. I don't know, dude. There's tons of people who love Fortnite. You know, it's just but, one of those uh, games. But the bulk, come. though. I, I would say majority of them probably Everyone are, plays Assassin's Creed, but would, the bulk is probably I would say people, 18 to 25. I'm out of touch, but I would if I ideally had to say anything, the most people I see to do the dances, buying the merch, and wearing all the shit, it's people that are 15 and younger. Right. So that's what I would have to imagine that demographic is kind of like. But That's just where I'm finding it mind-blowing. If that is the bulk, where it's like, dude, that many people are just... That many kids are subbing to that? Dude, it's crazy out there, man. There's like this little girl in Korea who I think she reviews toys, and she has like over a million... <sighs> Lucky bitch. Can we call her that? Uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. It happened. It's done. Um, Next riff. Was, it, was there anything anything uh, in particular that he did he get anything? Was, oh was no, I, a... I don't. I don't think they do anything like that. But oh, they are offering like free subs to him. So I don't know if you normally have to pay or if you can only sub to a certain amount. So maybe that is something that helps. But it's he's got like free subs for like two months. So you can just go and sub to him. I don't know if you have to pay anything after that. But again, you know, his numbers are just going up and up. So, that I mean, is, it, it proved to be pretty lucrative, I guess. If you have a million people subscribing to one guy. Yeah, because if I remember Who left a fan base to come to another. Yeah, if so. I remember when that happened. Because, I mean, Microsoft's obviously in the middle of making their, um, their new cloud service, right? So Microsoft stock, if anyone's interested, has been going up. I noticed as soon as the uh, Ninja thing happened, it sunk down. Uh, for a couple bucks for a few days and then as soon as like I, I always I love that you say something that I read and I forget as soon as um, that happened they saw how good it was doing I noticed the next day it was right back to yeah I'm sure because it was a questionable up, so. decision I wouldn't have guessed that he would have had a million subs that soon That's, so that is impressive and I say good for him I don't watch him I don't care for it but yeah I mean, no anybody I want, again I want I anyone to anyone succeed in our life, gaming yeah. community and that is, that is awesome so yeah no, Ninja, that cool. when you when you watch this yeah. There's a thumbs up for that you. That one's for you. <laughs> um, my next riff was uh, Phil Spencer just kind of uh, responded to a tweet. And so, uh, I forget the name of the tweet. I'll, I'll post the tweet up. It was, uh, they asked him, you know, with all these online games coming out, you know, are we going to be getting single player games? And Phil Spencer, resp or in the next few years, and he responded, yes, I can confirm uh, XGS is moving forward with their, uh, you know, their narrative first uh single-player games, and I didn't look at it at first as like, I'm like, well, you know, why has he got to respond to that? But I guess there is a little bit of panic that we're, we are moving away from that. I didn't really look at that because... A lot of people think we're going games as a service now. And we definitely are. There's no, there's no reason to think we're not. That is a thing. But when you look at games that just came out like Spider-Man and God of War, I mean, there's still... Devil May Cry is coming out, or is out. Yeah, but what's the last Xbox single-player-centric game? But the, but the thing that there's none? Control's about to come out? Control's yeah. getting extra reviews. Yeah, but it's not an exclusive. 
I think that's more maybe what his. No, no, he's always asking exclusives. He just wants single player games. Oh well, yeah, I'll lose always. If I'm, if I, if I was reading it correctly, it was just. See, I read the statement. I took it more as like maybe just the person without saying it meant directly as is Xbox going to be doing exclusives because that's not what their exclusive lineup is. Gears of War is a games as a service. Halo is a games as a service. It's all online. Well, I guess were you ever nervous that we wouldn't be getting? More single-player games? I'm Especially nervous. Especially with the new acquisition of, like, 15 studios that they just picked up? I'm nervous we won't be getting good ones. Because oh. it's been a while since they've really kind of put out a gem. I mean, there's games that I like, but nothing's setting the world on fire. Like, what, God of War, or Spider-Man, Bloodborne, things of that nature has been doing for but Sony. But how do you like that they've picked up, the like, like uh, Ninja Theory and, like, Obsidian? I mean, we've no, got I, I'm, good, I'm hyped for it, too. Good developers on I it. definitely... I, I don't know if they would, and it's re- it's what's really weird to think about. So that Outer Worlds game that they're making, which is like Fallout in space, looks fantastic. I'm looking. Yeah, that, that game does look really cool. So the first one obviously is multi-platform. Could the second one be an exclusive? Because they bought the studio, that studio is theirs now. The first one just happened to be before all that. Yeah. I, well, I guess the main thing to take away is if you if you were nervous that you know we're moving into this whole games as a service thing. You know, the the big dick swinging Phil Spence said, don't worry about it. I'm confirming we are making single-player uh, games. Talk is cheap. Show me at Gamescom here August 19th. and uh, Are we I'll, going? I'll believe it. Yeah, to Cologne, Germany. Well, you know, we've got the invite, so it's just a matter of time until they pay for the plane ticket, board us, feed us. Um, we each get a plus one, which is where uh, Connor Post Malone comes in. Oh. <laughs> All right, so that's my riff. What do you got? Uh, next one I'll go with, and um, it's about Call of Duty, and I thought it was kind of funny in light, and not funny, uh, I guess it's whatever. So <laughs> It's funny, it's not funny. Uh, like, funny how? Funny, so funny like a clown? you have a Tamagotchi, you don't have to use it, but it's like a Tamagotchi, they call it a Tamagunchi, and what it is, is <laughs> of course it's, they do. it's something I think it, go, it, it like goes on your wrist, and so it's like your little pet thing. And the way you fuel it and you feed it is by killing people. And it gets more excited by, like, your big kill streaks and stuff like that. If you don't play for, like, a while, though, it'll start to get decrepit and then eventually die. And then you have to, like, is build it back Japan, up. You said? No, for No, for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. When you're oh, actually, oh, oh, when you're actually playing the game. I thought it was, like, a side thing. Okay, okay. Go no, on. sorry. That's what I'm saying. For Modern Warfare, you don't have to use it, but it's called a Tamaguchi. It's like a Tamagotchi. Tamaguchi, And it baby. feeds off of your kill streaks, and when you do really well, and it, it cheers you on, and it's trying to get you hyped and get you going and stuff. And then when you're doing bad, it lets you know that, you know, you're whatever. Shit. <laughs> and then it, if you just don't play for a while, like, it can die like your Tamagotchi pet used to do. <gasps> and then those? you pretty much have to start back over from square one feeding that up again. So I, I like thought that, that was kind of funny, kind of cool in a game that's a lot more serious for what they're going for. I like that. That wouldn't take me out of it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love the stuff that you find. Do you have any more riffs? Because I got two more. No, uh, hit me with your riffs, baby. So, another quick one. Even though, fuck anyone who says games need to have an easy mode, Sekiro is confirmed to have sold 3.8 million copies already. I like that. That's which is amazing. really good for a game that is... It's not Dark Souls. It's not going off the Dark Souls name. People obviously know that it's a From Software game, but how many people pick this game up not knowing that and just are like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, impressive number. Um, I didn't realize it was that many. And also that it is a game, like you're saying, it's not a Dark Souls, so it does have its own, it has its own unique learning curve, correct? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't like it at first because I, I almost gave that's it up. that's probably what most people say until you get past, because that's the thing I keep hearing, once you get past a certain spot, it, it makes game, sense. It, like eventually it, it just... It gets easier. Just, it gets, it gets familiar. Eventually, it just clicked for me, and I just got it. And so, for a game that doesn't have easy access like that, it's not like a Mario, it's not a Call of Duty, it's not something that you could just jump right into and pick right up. For it to do three point eight million copies, I think it's impressive. Oh, I that's very so. impressive. Um, I really and new would IP. Like if we got you to do a let's play on that, oh, we could do that. That'd be pretty cool. I, I think I could maybe still go back and do it and just run <laughs> through. I like how every time Andrew talks about it, and I think there's like maybe two other videos we do it every time he talks about it. Yeah, I got to do the the sword thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got it. so hype on that. That's my favorite thing. So the final one that I'm going to go into is actually going to be a double header. Don't so man. one, Capcom's doing big things. They're going to talk about uh, saying that they're going to show off a new game at Gamescom here, August 19th. So that's we'll what I'm hyped for. We'll, we'll be able to cover that. Yeah. But in the meantime, for a company that's killing it, it's just finally been confirmed that Netflix picked up the TV show for Resident Evil. Yes. And that's something I am more hyped about than anything. 
because I hate the movies. I do not think they're good at all. He loves them. I five. could maybe watch like one and part of, and parts of two. Those I could sit through. The rest I think are just absolute dog shit. So hopefully it will get some justice and turn out good. But I also just watched something the other day that I'd never known existed. They created like a pilot for a TV show for like Resident Evil, where it's called? almost like a detective. I, I don't remember what it's called. I think it was called Arclay, which is the name of the like the mountains they're in. All out and. Um, it's like a detective, and he's um, with his partner. They're, this person's dead on the floor, like, all chewed the fuck up and everything. And they're just investigating it. They're investigating the house. So it's, like, detective style, you know? Like, he's looking around trying to figure out what happened here. And then he sees someone standing in a room, and he calls out to his partner, and she answers from downstairs or so, wherever she is in the house. And so he goes back in, and that's where it ends is them on the zombie. So it's pretty cool just to see, like, an average person's perspective and not like these super soldiers, even still, as long as they keep it a horror show, more, I would say, I would want it to be more scarier than what The Walking Dead you is. You said this on Netflix, yes? Yes. Okay. Did, did they have a uh, air date? They do not. They just announced Can that Can you ask me doing one it. question? Yes. Unlike um, other things from Konami, are you actually going to watch this? Because have you finished Castlevania? I still have those the, two episodes the other, the, other, uh, the other show that I know... I only play Castlevania because Andrew makes me play Castlevania. I, I think that I'm just not watching but, it at this point it. because I don't want it to end. And then oh, I have to wait so for great. a whole nother... I don't want to start watching Resident Evil and then burn through and Andrew's like, got five episodes left. And it's like a year later I'm going to be like, God damn it. Honestly, at this point too, I've been waiting. I'm like, hopefully they announce another season. And I'll just watch the final two right before the season starts and just pile straight no, into we're gonna, it. We're going to dogpile it tomorrow. We're gonna watch but uh, leading on to that, Capcom also has been sending out an emails to their Resident Evil ambassadors, which is that's if you sign up for like the ResidentEvil.net and stuff like that. That's a cool and, fucking um, title. If you live in Los Angeles or New York and during certain time frames, they're actually inviting people to come and test out a new game. A new unannounced game is what it says. The only prerequisite that you have to have, of course, being in those cities on those dates, whatever the time is, is that you have to have at least played one Resident Evil before. So anyway, hope, whether it be five or six, it just or... says one Resident Evil. Interesting. That's it. So I wish I lived that. I'd be hype on that. So that would be absolutely. Bad. You know the dates. Um, I, you know, what? I, I didn't write them down because it's just a say, we can use some fake addresses and uh, but, um, get out there. I, who knows if it's going to be another new IP? It could be a brand new game. It could be something different, or it could be that Resident Evil Remake Three, which people are clamoring for now because Remake Two did so well. So, what would you rather have? I a would rather thing by Capcom based in a Resident Evil kind of type game or a remake of. I'd rather have Remake Three. Because then the only other game... What's they, 3, Nemesis? Yeah. Because then the only one I feel that they would have to redo because they don't have to redo it, but I don't think it has aged well would be Code Veronica. And then all the Resident Evils would be have been remade, remastered, whatever. And then they could all be available on, on one system and just moving forward, working great, looking great. A lot of people even are, I was looking on some forums the other day, are wanting a remake of Resident Evil 1. Yeah, oh, dude, even, though they ha- even though they have a remake of Resident uh, Evil 1. No, they have, a, they have a rescaled one. of they no, have it's a rescaled, a, no, it's, 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 a, it's a complete remake. Like, like number two is to, to the original PS2 one. It's a complete remake from the ground up. From it's the, not, from, not from the, no, yeah, no, it's not up, Res. Did you ever play it? No. Oh, no, it, no, it's a complete is, remake. Is the GameCube one? Yeah, different bosses, different oh, enemies, awesome. different, but they did, then, different guess, functions. Right? It still plays well, but a lot of people, some people, it's a 50-50. Some people consider that true survival horror because the tank controls. Can you get it on the Switch? Uh, my, yeah, 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 you can. So what are you complaining about? Other people don't uh, don't like those tank controllers where you have the fixed camera angle, so people want it remade like what Resident Evil 2 that's, is, where you get the behind the... That's the nostalgia. The... That's the old school game. That's what it used to be, kids. After I played Resident Evil 2, I'm one of those people that I want it remade again to where I can <laughs> go down these cramped dark aisles and be staggering everywhere. You haven't understood because you didn't do Resident Evil 2 yet. I'm, I, I, I you cut, haven't experienced I, I, I the cut phenomenon. The sale. It's all like for 30 bucks. I think I'm going to snag it. But I want to, to Andrew's point, Capcom has been doing fantastic. Fantastic. I, Fire. I, I don't want to let anyone, I don't want to underwhelm them. Like, Capcom has been coming out of nowhere and just doing these A company that came back things. from yeah. being made Capcom, fun of yeah, just Capcom as bad. A, Capcom used to be a joke two years ago. They were Konami, essentially. Not quite as bad, but they were and out Konami's there. And coming back with their, with their, um, with their Contra, uh, best hits, but. Uh, it's a good faith sign. It's, it's I a wouldn't say right it's coming back. But Capcom but... has made some moves, so, uh, kudos to Capcom. Oh. And I'm glad that they're moving in Netflix direction. I'm glad that they're talking about oh, yeah, the new Netflix games. Hopefully they do something. So either way, that is my final reference. End of the riffs? 
So I guess we move on to questions, guys. So recently we have been asking you guys to submit questions and... Um, it was well received. Thank well you. Well received, yeah. We've actually got quite a few. So let's start it with this. <clears throat> John Drexler, off of our Facebook page, guys, you can check us out at Last Call Productions on Facebook, asks... As systems and games become more expensive, will platforms and companies continue to push the envelope to create great games or just push through crap to make money? Now, Andrew, I like the question because he is moving in a direction to where, especially if you guys caught that thing where I think in in Europe, they were showing that the early pre-order for a PS5 was like a grand in, in, I don't know if it was in euros or pounds or whatever. Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah, it was something, I don't know how real it was or, or how accurate it was, but systems are moving up, and that's just what happens when technology gets better and better, right? And it's safe to say that once upon a time games were 60, they're probably going to be, be moving to a $70 price range with things like um, like like a, a Young Bloods that just came out, Wolfenstein Young Bloods. There's going to be games that launch at a $40 price point. I think we're getting to the point where games know what's worth its full value and and what's a semi-value like a 30, 40, maybe even a $50 game. As far as technology pushing forward, it, it, does that make us get better games? I, I have to answer the question like this. I think it's going to be 50-50. I think it's going to be exactly the same. I think with every new great game that comes out, we're going to go, yes, that's what it should be. But there's going to be the 20, 30 ones that are still crap that's going to be on the PS Store or on Xbox that no one's going to buy. I completely. Oh, I, 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 I agree. Let me, let me say one more thing. I also think that um, there's going to be. I mean, we live in this time right now where it's a lot of Minecraft comes out, right? Five more Minecraft games come out, but they're too little, too late. And we're li- we're kind of in that thing right now where these service games are coming, like Fortnite's out. Everybody wants to copy. Chasing that. trends. Yeah, and in five years, Fortnite may not be the big thing. So when all these studios pump their money into it once upon a time could have been a great game pushing the envelope there's gonna be something else that's great and this time this just might be crap where at that time that no one's gonna buy because it used to exist i see it moving forward being similar to what we kind of have now i look at it as a 50 50 it's gonna be fantastic games and there's still gonna be shitty games i don't see the line moving over the next generation moving too far one way or the other Andrew, I don't know, I'm speaking just for me. How do you feel, Andrew? I, I feel about the same way. I, I would go more of like a 75-20, though. In which direction? I, a majority of the games, I think, are going to be at least well done enough to try and do something new or push the envelope. And then, because I don't think there's that many games that are really just absolute shit. But, you know, there is there is a lot of shovelware, and we're not counting those. Like, like Life of Black many? Tiger yeah. and things like that. But for every fucking battlefield five there's gonna be another you know lately you have death stranding i felt like even the last assassin's creed as long as you have these companies these big companies with these flagship titles there are gonna be lots of people willing to push the envelope at least make it a lot more than what it could be whether or not they'll go all out like you know I'm, i'm sure maybe mr drexler is um you know there are certain companies like um naughty dog that go all out. Oh, that, the, the, they go 10 out of 10 on absolutely everything that they do. Not saying other companies give less effort, but when a Naughty Dog game comes out, that game is a spectacle. It is not just uh, a here, a here now, gone later kind of game. That is a game that generally is talked about throughout the entire year. The Last of Us 2 isn't even out yet, and that is one of the most talked about games all the time. There's always videos, there's always all, and any little tidbit of info that comes out about that game is always number one on the news and hot fire because that game, they push the boundaries and they push what the technology can do and is capable of. So, will there be more people trying to do that? I don't think so, but we will still, I, I think it's going to be, a, a, you might end up with more people though trying to do that. Because it does seem like this generation, there were a lot more people trying crazy ideas with things like we were talking about earlier with, um, oh, I can't think of the name now, the Microsoft game from Quantum where you freeze time. Control? Like Quantum Break. I, I couldn't even oh, think of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, yeah the, the same game but a different name because yeah. that's what it looks like. Make... But Quantum Break, for, oh, for all its shorts and faults, did try I to do it. something different with the TV aspect. That's not really pushing the technology, <laughs> but that's a, you know that's a, a different idea. Yeah, I, and right. so I think we'll get more. I look at it as like define the envelope. Like it, 
because even you got to remember this, even the shitty games that are going to come out are still going to have excellent looking graphics on the Scarlet. There's not going to be, Hopefully. there's not, there shouldn't be a bad looking game on the Scarlet with what we have. But so, then again, your standards go up. So there's always that's a bad what I'm saying, looking though. game. So, though. so even when you're going, you know, the crap games, even if something's bad, I mean, a lot of times we look at games going, oh, this game sucks because the graphics are like shit. I don't want to play it. So if, if, if even bad games are looking good, you know, does that, would that sway anyone to play it? Does, does oh. the trailer look different now because it looks more enjoyable? Oh, yeah. Um, I look at it kind of where, you know, a game's going to come out. The the, the big guys are going to keep swinging. Your, your Naughty Dogs are going to keep ma- Santa Monica games. They're going to keep making these great games. The question's going to be how many more studios are going to step up and make those games or how many studios that were that once upon a time were great Swing and miss, just compla- and, and get fall. complacent. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because even right now we're seeing s- studios go up and down. You know, disappearing one day, coming up the next day. There's so many small studios that most people have never heard of that are being bought up right now by these big, you know, development. Xbox is buying a bunch. And they so could be the next three, four, three. Exactly, yeah. and they could be, or they couldn't be. So they I, could be Konami. Um, so I think my answer would still be 50-50. And Andrew, you're leaning more towards the 75-25? Yeah, I think it's going to push the boundaries a lot more. And as far as graphic-wise, I mean, if you asked me when I was a kid, up until like late teenager, I would have said The Rock looked good in The Scorpion King, but ask me today, he looks like <laughs> did, shit. Did you see the fan-made one where they redid Oh, he looks so much oh, better. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. If was... I ever watch, when I watch that movie again, I'll have to skip that scene, watch it on my phone, and then go back and push play on the fucking movie because... Yeah, I looks, didn't realize how bad that one had aged. Oh, man. I remember watching it in theaters and being like, oh, yeah. My dis- biggest disappointment in that movie was I kept thinking uh, Godsmack's uh, uh, song was going to come on, and it never did. So that was my biggest disappointment for me. Not the CGI. Oh, we'll get into a whole that idea. I watched like uh, like four of them, and I've got so many questions. All of a sudden, he's like a hero. He's not a villain when he was a villain in the original. Oh, yeah. There's like it, two it, prequels. It, it's all over the place that... If you guys want a Scorpion King talk, let me know because I... <laughs> That's our next video. Uh, yeah, I've spent like uh, a day on Wikipedia just searching about yeah. how the fuck it makes sense, where it's falling on the timeline, what's happening, and it makes no goddamn sense. I just hate that standalone never actually popped into the movie, if my memory says hey, so. At least you got it in Prince of Persia. <laughs> John Drexler, thank you for the question. Very interesting. Um, I think as of right now, time will tell. My answer is 50-50. Andrew is at a 75-25. Our next question, guys, comes from... Dylan Crone on our Facebook page, and he says, How much do you think the new COD, Call of Duty, will struggle with sales because of the rise of free-to-play games? Also, do you think that's why they are pulling out all the stops with different types of gameplay not familiar with COD, like tanks, etc.? Why don't you start us off, Andrew? Once upon a time, Call of Duty did have tanks. Call of Duty 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare actually did have tanks, have vehicles. You could have, like, a car. That's how Call of Duty started. You could actually be in some of these vehicles. Excellent. The maps weren't as huge as Battlefield and stuff like that, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily unfamiliar, but it's going to be unfamiliar, I'm sure, to his point, to anyone who's joining today, because most COD fans didn't, jumped in more recently, especially with all the new age brackets and everything. They didn't get a chance to play those games. And right. Why would you go back and no, play yeah, those that games? Makes sense. So I don't think... That it's going to struggle with sales at all. Um, Just because, why would it make it any... I, 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 if anything, it all it is, is it's it's the new kill streak. It's the new thing. You know, Battlefield does just as well with these things. And Battlefield dropped the ball. So there's almost kind of an empty spot for a game like that. With a big map. With these vehicles. That I'm actually excited for this Call of Duty. So if anything... I'm more inclined now to pick up this Call of Duty than Battlefield. So I think you might actually end up getting a lot of people who felt spurned by Battlefield 5. So that might help the sales. And personally, there's all kinds of game modes on there with the 1v1s, the 2v2s, and however it is that they do it all the way up to like the 100-man mode that you're still not going to lose out on that small fields of battle. So I think that people who are going to buy it aren't going to be turned off by that. They just might not play that game mode personally. Um, Dylan, I love the question, and I look at I'll it... I'll let you get the free-to-play question. <laughs> I look at it like this. Call of Duty is still the biggest fucking name out there, right? Obviously, Fortnite is a juggernaut in terms of what it's doing with streaming and all that stuff, but Call of Duty is still a household name. Black Ops 4 is just a Battle Royale game like these other Battle, battle Royale games at $60 price point. Yeah, so I look at it like this. Call of Duty... I, I, okay, so... 
two things happened. One was Sledgehammer fell out of the dev cycle in terms of making Call of Duty, right? So that's the first blip on our radar. We have to go now, well, what's wrong with Call of Duty? The second thing is, um, after the last two showings of, of the releases of the maps and the modes that we just recapped on our last episode, of what Call of Duty's been doing, it's been nothing but great reviews from some of the best players in the world talking about Call of Duty. So, in terms of what it had going against it was, where's Call of Duty going to go? In terms of what it has going with it, it's nothing but but good reviews, glowing reviews, and good gameplay. If you watch any of that 20 minute demo that me and you looked at, everything looks fantastic. So I think I think the bigger question is, is there a Call of Duty after this game? I think this is Call of Duty's last big stand. We're either gonna find out that yes, they still fucking got it, or B, if this game fucks off, we're gonna see them finally start to stumble. I don't think this game's gonna suffer I think this game's gonna sell great. I think it's this game's pulling people that haven't bought a Call of Duty day one in a while out of that slump because I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna keep guys that buy Call of Duty day one buying it. I think once we review this game, your question is dedicated more to the next Call of Duty. I think they pulled out all the stops. I think the tanks, like Andrew was saying, that used to be a thing. I think they're really they're really pulling at the strings of of the nostalgia of anyone that used to play Call of Duty once upon a time and showing you what it still can do modern day, pun intended. Yeah, it, But uh, I I don't know. I think they're going to do fantastic. If I'm being honest, I think they're going to do great. Yeah, to touch on it again, I don't think... I mean, it might lose a couple sales due to free-to-play, but what do some of those free-to-play games like really offer as far as compared to that? Because the top two, as far as they go, would be... Oh, well, actually three. A- Apex, they say, isn't doing as hot, but again, that's one map. But it's not doing terrible. PUBG has a couple maps, and it's it's enough to keep me varied, and I like it. I play PUBG every single day, but that game can run like dog shit sometimes. And then Fortnite has the one big map, whereas this this game you're getting all these different maps with all these yeah, different modes. So with much everything. innovation in this. That, uh, there's a lot more money to be thrown into this, and for this company to you know they have game modes varying all across the board that I don't think it's a uh, free to play. The people who are going to play the free to play are going to play the free to play. I don't know if this is going to pull anyone away from Fortnite, I so. but I don't think that that's the crowd they're going for anyway because there's still a million other people out there who are dying for, you know, that a, another big game. I personally didn't think I was going to like Black Ops 4, and I paid the $60 for it when I had Fortnite, which I don't personally like, when I had PUBG, which I absolutely love, and I bounce back and forth between PUBG and, you know, Black Ops 4 every day. I think Call of Duty has, has too much of a built-in audience. It's not geared towards the free-to-play audience. I mean, it was they try they aimed for it with uh, with Black Ops, but Call of Duty's got such a built-in audience. I don't think you're going to see too much of a dip. Like I, my my big opinion is I think this one will pull out all the stops, and from here on out, we have to ask. Yeah, it's a media juggernaut. I heard the owners have matching Ferraris, and you know what? Why shouldn't they? And why shouldn't they, Andrew? Probably right. No, that, that's a very good question, though. I, I love mean, that especially, question, man, You know, there's so many games competing with it. That... Yeah, when I had to think about it, I'm like, I, this is the game that's going to put either a, a punch in the face to those free-to-play games, or it's going to buckle, and then I think if this game buckles, that's when we get nervous. It could be them striking back saying, hey, we still got it. You know, this could be the year that Modern Warfare feels like the ages of Modern Warfare 1, Modern Warfare 2, when Call of Duty was king, was juggernaut. It still is considered king beating every other game, but it doesn't yeah, have the media clout. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the media clout. Yeah, it's not like what it used to be. Yeah. You know? Once upon a time, I, I, th- I still think it has its name. I think we I think we hang on. It comes out. Um, again, I think more people are going to buy it than we think, and uh, I think it's going to do pretty well. So let's move on to the next question, guys. This comes from... A nearest and dearest friend of the show, Christian Vargas. And he asked from our YouTube channel, guys, the one you're watching right now. Um, is there a game that is considered to be really bad, but is your secret guilty pleasure? Andrew, you want to go first or second? I'll go first. because okay, let's hear it. Everyone considers Resident Evil 5 to be bad because oh, it God. is by all means not really a Resident Evil game. It's not very scary. Albert Wesker cannot save this game for you. It's over the top action. You're punching fucking boulders. You have a teammate. And you're Chris. Is it Chris Redfield? Isn't he the one? Yeah, buff as hell. Yeah, he ain't the rock in the new House of Shaw movie. I don't care how buff you are. Yeah. You ain't breaking a fucking no, boulder. No, he smashes that thing. Dude. I absolutely love Resident Evil 5. When they announced it being brought to the Xbox One, I... 
bought it day one for me and Christina to do. And it's, I think maybe just at the time it had a bad name. I, I'm open to the idea of some Resident Evils and maybe just at this time in my life, I was open to that one that for whatever reason, this game, because I beat it co-op front to back, has a special place in my heart. I know it's considered bad by a lot of people because it's not really a true Resident Evil game, but I personally love it. <laughs> I like it. And why shouldn't I expect anything less out of you than a Resident Evil game? Uh, my game, uh, Christian Vargas, was... And I don't know if it was considered bad at the time. I know every other spinoff or part two was considered bad. Kingdom Hearts. No, fuck. Was Home Alone on the NES. Oh my god, you're gonna bring up that dog shit Home game? Home Alone is looked at as, oh, as those games suck. And if you're not the original one on the NES, I'll agree. But everybody that I've showed this game to have just hated on it. And to me, it is the original survival horror game. You have like 20 minutes on the clock playing as Kevin McAllister and you've got to literally run i mean it's it's a crutch you got to run through the house that's two stories you got a basement you got the attic and there's multiple exits the front door the side door the tree house and you have uh you know the burglars marv and uh okay. and harry <laughs> harry harry and i reached and they're the chasing top. you and they're bigger than you and they're faster than you so you got to pick up yeah little, they do they haul ass. you got to pick up these little ornaments and you got to drop them and they'll it'll spin them out and they'll they'll be down for a few seconds that game is so fucking. I don't get how nobody likes to play it. It's because it's not like the it's other ones. Dark Souls in the Nintendo world. It's, well, it's not like a platformer. It's literally, you know what it is. It's it's survive the game and the and shout out to mom because the only person I know that I've seen ever beat the game is my mom. And oh, I, like hell, Lisa beat this. Oh, she did. She did. And at least that's my memory in like 1994. And so that Lisa, if you're watching this, I'm calling you out, and I wanna, I want you to come over here and beat that. And we're gonna we'll set up a whole thing, but that game for everyone that ever I show it to or anyone that looks up Home Alone games, it gets shit on, and I fucking love that game. I think what's funny is that when we were joking earlier, I was kind of talking like we were making jokes about like mom jokes or whatever. I couldn't remember your <laughs> mom's name do. for the life of me, and it just struck me like hot thunder. Right <laughs> Lisa, <laughs> excellent. Um, so Christian Vargas loved the question. Um, Home Alone, NES, play it. I'm sure I'll pop up a, a play thing of it. Yeah, fuck that so game. on our YouTube channel, guys, we also have a question from X Deedles. And I kind of like that name. So do I. Deedles? X Deedles? How do you say it? Is it just X and then there's Deedles or is it X Deedles? X Deedles. X Deedles. So he ask, asks, what do you think are some underrated movie-based games? I'd say Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, mainly because the graphics, animation, and controls hold up today and the concept was really interesting. And Transformers Fall of Cybertron, because I replayed it recently, and holy crap, it's really dark. But I guess they were more adaptations of existing properties rather than movie games, but I think they banked off the popularity of their movies at the time of their release. So I, I do, Deedles, I like that you caught yourself, because my initial reaction was, both of what you said I don't think are technically movie-based property games. Shattered, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions is... A Spider-Man game that's just licensed from Spider-Man versus a game like Spider-Man 2 on the PS2 that's actually based off the movie. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Transformers might be a little tricky because I know it's it's a spin-off of like War of the Cybertron, but I don't necessarily know if it fell under the movies or if it was just a game. Although the you know the cover art looked really like it. But I understand the question. The question is what underrated game that was based off a movie. Do you like? So I had two. What, do you go? Do you um, have, how many do you have? Oh, you know what? I put them right here. Um, so I liked. There was a game back on PS2, and this is back. And I played this game with like Denny when we played the Sopranos game. I don't know if anybody ever played that, but that was pretty good. But the Warriors was a. Uh, oh, that that was on my list. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was really good. That's yeah. a Rockstar game. If any of you guys didn't know that, that's yeah, I felt like that yeah. game was like didn't get like hit. That's not a game a lot of people talk about now, but it, that game was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and um, I mean, you wouldn't have that game if it wasn't for the movie. But the other game that I had, and I don't know commercially if they were very successful because I don't hear anyone ever really talk about it. But all the Lord of the Rings games on oh, the PS2 I you were, my second one. were fantastic. They were great because they're all based. I remember on playing one on GameCube. I thought it was pretty good. Oh man, they're all, you kick ass. You scroll. You go through these things. You beat the shit out of everybody. Um, the cool thing about them were the cutscenes. Were cutscenes from the movie. So when you got oh, to it, yeah, you got I, to I a do remember point, that. 
the cutscene you get to watch is the goddamn movie clip, and I fucking loved it. So I don't know if that's necessarily underrated. I just don't ever hear anybody talk about that being their favorite PS2 game or Xbox game. Or... So I, I also said Warriors, and I went two directions with it. I went a one-for-one one because Warriors is a one-for-one. One. Not necessarily one-for-one, one, but it is an adaptation of the movie. It's just right. straight that it's not story. A spin-off but I also did movie. like what you kind of said with a spinoff. I went with Riddick. Oh, d- oh but that's no, also not based off another property. Did you, oh, dude, like I wrote it. Oh, did you? Oh, good. I thought Are you were talking saying. about Escape from Butcher Bay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, did I know write that down. a lot yeah, of people. That was a good game. I know a lot of people like that game, and it was good. I putting that it's underrated because it, it didn't really get nobody anything ever else. About it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody ever talked. When about When you that talk game. when you talk about it, people say that it's good. It was a great game. I don't understand why it didn't get more. Where, where's the sequel? Where's another Riddick game? Yeah. And so that that would be my answer for Especially that. Especially with that Vin Diesel cover. I don't yeah, I, I remember play. seeing that. Yeah, with the. Um, I, I do kind of want to take a minute to just segue. Also, games that are good, that aren't underrated, but are good as uh, movie games are, my favorite are Lion King and Aladdin on Sega Genesis. i surprised you didn't say Goldeneye. Um, I like Goldeneye. It's, it's never been one of my favorites, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that game's like pinnacle. I went back and replayed it, man. It's it's not. It's rough now, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, excellent question, Deedles. Uh, please Thank you, yeah. Submit more. So, guys, let's move into our last question of the day, and that comes from Daniel Backstrom off of our YouTube channel, and he asks, if you could only play one console for the rest of your life, what would it be? I've always been a PlayStation guy. Before the internet got big, I would take my PlayStation across the street, and we would use the link cable in the same room with two different TVs and play Red Alert against each other. Now, Daniel, I love the question because you mentioned Red Alert, and Command & Conquer, Red Alert, any of them, were me and my brother's biggest thing as kids and i remember uh like denny sixberry loved it um d-town dave stat mike osmondson we all used to play command and conquer so kudos that you played it awesome andrew i I have to ask this question and i tried to get a hold of daniel i don't think he got he didn't get back to me in time so the question's asking if you could only play one console because i have to take this into consideration so my xbox one is it can't be used for any other media. I can't use it for YouTube, Netflix. I can only use it to play games. Are we using that as the base? Is it online or no? Exactly. Well, online for gaming, but not. you can't use it for anything else. Is that the context we're going to put the question in? Yeah. Okay. I would take that. I mean, but if it's... Then it comes into for online gaming or no. Because if it's online gaming, there's a lot more options, and I would have to choose an Xbox or a PS4. But if it's just strictly just playing whatever's on the console, I'd give it, and that's I'd give it, it online... I'd give it online for gaming only, not for any other media. And so you're, are you picking an Xbox One? No, I'd probably go Super Nintendo. Okay, me too. That's always my favorite well, console. I was I was very heavily debating between a PS2 and a Super NES, but the more I thought about it, it's I'd go, Super I'd go SNES all day over the PS2. I for It just, because that's what I grew up with, that was my first console, it just holds a special place in my heart. It's got some hot dog shit like Donkey Kong Country 3, but I mean, I'll Ugh. get through it. Shots fired! Shots fired! He's talking shit on the best Donkey Kong Country ever! Um, What what two games did you take with you? Because uh, we're both agreeing Super Nintendo, Daniel, so... Probably uh, Diddy's Conquest, and then uh, always Super Mario World. I I love Super Mario World more than anything. I beat that game like once a year. Yeah, I think Super Mario World has to be one, and I would take Super Mario RPG. In my yeah, favorite. I already knew that was your go-to. Yeah. I got to. It's, it's just, a good one. It's, it's such a good, good one. system... It's just Super Nintendo has so much awesome music. Uh, I mean, the graphics still hold up. I mean, yeah, it it's like literally. I don't. It's I don't go back and play like Halo or like all these games that are more modern. Every now and then, I'm I might do like a Resident Evil or something, but that's a, I'm a fan of the series, not like the console that it's on. Whereas I will go back and play a majority of Nintendo games yearly, like Mega Man X and Super Mario World. Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2, you know, all, all whatever game, you know, every other game that's on there. I even try that hard-ass, like, X-Men game that's on there. Yeah. And I still go back and I pop that in every now and then. I'm like, all right, maybe this is the time I'm going to beat it. Yeah. <coughs> 30 what? minutes later, I yeah. say no, but if oh, I have all the... the arcade with the quarters. <coughs> if I have all the time in the world to try it, then why not? Well, the other thing is, um, you know, Mario and Donkey Kong lend themselves to a two-player game mode. Are those are those things you're ready to play for the rest of your life on single player? I, I, well... If I can only choose one console for the rest of my life. I guess it doesn't limit itself to just, you know, who you can play with, right? Yeah. Interesting question, Daniel. I love it. Um, I like that we both chose Super Nintendo. I'm curious what 
everybody watching this, what system would you choose? I think it's a good way to end, to end these shows. So yeah, why not? Guys, let's move into the final little piece before we we're actually pushing maximum time in. So yeah, we're giving away a Nintendo Switch Lite. Now, how do you enter it? You say you guys need to like and subscribe to the channel, or like the video, subscribe to the channel, and leave in the comments hashtag Nintendo Switch Lite. That just makes it very easy for us to pick, you know, winners for the particular episode. Now, you can also go back and watch any of the other episodes that have uh, the entry for the Nintendo Switch Lite. So I think it starts at episode 12, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because you get nine total. So it's it's from then all the way up until September 7th will be the last one because the 14th we announced the winner because the 21st, I believe, it comes out. So go back and watch the old one, guys. Enter your comment. Comment at the end of this one, and you could possibly win the Nintendo Switch Lite. Now, before we leave, guys, I do want to do a quick plug. Andrew and I are starting to come up with a few more videos. Our next video is going to be a top five villains. Now, this should be out after this episode, but before the next episode. So stay tuned for that, guys, because we haven't necessarily picked which day we're going to drop it. But that's coming out, and uh, we're going to start doing a lot more of those, yeah? Yeah, for sure. And by... Extension. Those do not count towards the switch. That's just something separate. Yeah, Craig those, those are just some side videos that just uh, give you guys more content to watch and leave more comments and more questions. So, guys, if you want to get a hold of us, follow us at lastcallproductions at gmail.com. That is our email. You can follow us on Twitter at lastcallprodz. That's lastcallprods. You can follow us on Instagram at lastcallproductions. You can follow us at our Facebook page at lastcallproductions. And Give us questions, guys. Submit them. We will answer them. This is actually one of the more funner things I think we've recently had doing. If you really want to contact us, shut off the lights, go into your bathroom, and shout last call at your mirror three times. One of us will show up. But you got to be naked and uh, blindfolded. So I don't make the rules. Pizza's a plus. Pizza's a plus. So, guys, I had a blast. Um, episode went a tad bit long. But, hey, you know what? We can do that sometimes. So, my name is Craig Perales, guys. Fran Montemayor. And until next time. Cheers, beersies. He uh, goes to the fucking tray and pulls out the little fucking thing that's supposed to hold like the the food tray up, and that's when he starts freaking out about whatever. Classic Sawa. What's he doing? Probably I'd like him to do more stuff. Like what? Voice act. I think he could do a nice voice acting. I really liked him in uh, Slackers. You ever watch that movie? I don't really see him in anything else. Dude, Slackers, Idle Hands. That's about it. I've seen Idle Hands like once. Oh, dude. So that's prime Disco Alba. I think I've seen... What's it called more than Slackers? What's that one with... Um, Who's in it? I think Elijah Wood is in it. Elijah... The Faculty? Can... Oh, Nope. Um, you ever seen that one? You know what? I just fucking had a conversation with. It's also got the. I forget his name. Plays Scarecrow. Silly Murphy. Uh, Silly Murphy. I just. Oh, no, it's not Silly Murphy. What the fuck am I thinking of? It's dude from Lucky Number Eleven. I forget his name. Lucky Number Eleven. Yeah. The, well, ma- the main. The main dude from. I know, but what's stuck in my head is Wanted with uh, McAvoy. Oh. Lucky Number Eleven is one Morgan. Freeman. No, I know, I know, but that's why it's stuck in my head is. Him, because I keep thinking Morgan Freeman, but I'm thinking of the other role. I love that movie, dude, and especially... Who's movies. the kid? Uh, I don't know his name. Ben Kingsley. I'm not looking... <laughs> <laughs>